Chapter Four of Ben the Luggage Boy, or Among the Wharves. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ben the Luggage Boy, or Among the Wharves, by Horatio Alger Jr. Chapter Four. A restaurant on Fulton Street. Ben kept on his way, looking in at the shop windows as before. He had not yet given up the idea of getting a place in a store, though he began to see that his chances of success were rather small. The next pause he came to was before a bookstore. Here, too, there was posted on the window, Boy Wanted. Ben entered. There were two or three persons behind the counter, the oldest, a man of forty. Ben decided to be the proprietor. He walked up to him and said, Do you want a boy? Yes, said the gentleman. We want a boy to run of errands and deliver papers to customers. How old are you? Ten years old. That is rather young. I'm pretty strong of my age, said Ben, speaking the truth here, for he was rather larger and stouter than most boys of ten. That is not important, as you will not have very heavy parcels to carry. Are you well acquainted with the streets in this part of the city? This question was a poser, Ben thought. He was at first tempted to say yes, but decided to answer truthfully. No, sir, he answered. Do you live in the lower part of the city? Yes, sir. That is, I'm going to live there. How long have you lived in the city? I only arrived this morning, Ben confessed, reluctantly. Then I'm afraid you will not answer my purpose. We need a boy who is well acquainted with the city streets. He was another disqualification. Ben left the store a little discouraged. He began to think it would be harder work making a living than he had supposed. He would apply in two or three more stores, and, if unsuccessful, he must sell papers or black boots. Of the two, he preferred selling papers. Blacking boots would soil his hands and his clothes, and, as it was possible that he might some day encounter someone from his native village, he did not like to have the report carried home that he had become a New York bootblack. He felt that his education bringing up fitted him for something better than that. However, it was not necessary to decide this question until he got through applying for a situation in the store. He tried his luck again, and once was on the point of being engaged at three dollars a week when a question as to his parents revealed the fact that he was without a guardian, and this decided the question against him. It's of no use, said Ben despondently. I might as well go back. So he turned and retraced his steps down Broadway. By the time he got to the City Hall Park, he was quite tired. Seeing some vacant seats inside, he went in and sat down, resting his bundle on the seat beside him. He saw quite a number of street boys within the enclosure, most of them bootblacks. As a rule, they bore the marks of their occupation not only on their clothes, but on their faces and hands as well. Some, who were a little more careful than the rest, were provided with a small square strip of carpeting, on which they kneeled when engaged in shining up the customer's boots. This formed a very good protection for the knees of their pantaloons. Two were even more luxurious, having chairs in which they seated their customers. Where this extra accommodation was supplied, however, a fee of ten cents was demanded, while the boot blacks in general asked but five. Black your boots, asked one boy of Ben observing that our young adventurer's shoes were soiled yes said ben if you'll do it for nothing 
i'll black your eye for nothing said the other thank you said ben i won't trouble you ben was rather interested in a scene which he witnessed shortly afterwards a young man whose appearance indicated that he was from the country was waylaid by the boys and finally submitted his boots to an operator how much do you want twenty-five cents was the reply twenty-five cents exclaimed the customer aghast you're joking ain't you regular price mister was the reply well i saw a boy blacking boots down by the museum for ten cents maybe you did but this is the city hall park we're employed by the city and we have to charge the regular price i wish i got my boots blacked down at the museum said the victim in a tone of disappointment producing twenty-five cents which was eagerly appropriated by the young extortioner i say tommy give us a treat or we'll peach said one of the boys tom led the way to the ice cream vendor's establishment where with reckless extravagance he ordered a penny ice cream all round for the half-dozen boys in his company even then making a handsome thing out of the extra pay he had obtained from his rustic patron by this time it was half-past two o'clock so ben learned from the city hall clock he was getting decidedly hungry there were apple and cake stands just outside the railings on which he could have regaled himself cheaply but his appetite craved something more solid there was a faint feeling which nothing but meat could satisfy ben had no idea how much a plate of meat would cost at a restaurant he had but twenty-two cents and whatever he got must come within that limit still he hoped that something could be obtained for this sum where to go that was the question can you tell me a good place to get some dinner he asked of a boy standing near him down on nassau street or fulton street was the reply where is fulton street asked ben catching the last name i'm going that way you can go with me if you want to ben readily accepted the companionship pro-offered and was led past the museum the site of which as i have said is now occupied by the herald building turning down fulton street ben soon saw a restaurant with bills of fare displayed outside that's a good place said his guide thank you said ben he scanned the bill in advance ascertaining to his satisfaction that he could obtain a plate of roast beef for fifteen cents and a cup of coffee for five this would make but twenty cents leaving him a balance of two cents he opened the door and entered there was a long table running through the centre of the apartment from the door to the rear on each side against the sides of the room were small tables intended for four persons each there were but few eating as the busy time at downtown restaurants usually extends from twelve to half-past one or two o'clock and it was now nearly three ben entered and took a seat at one of the side tables laying his bundle on a chair beside him a colored waiter came up and stood awaiting his orders give me a plate of roast beef said ben yes sir coffee or tea coffee the waiter went to the lower end of the dining room and called out roast beef after a brief delay he returned with the article ordered and a cup of coffee there were two potatoes with the meat and a small piece of bread on the side of the plate the coffee looked muddy and not particularly inviting ben was not accustomed to the ways of restaurants and supposed that as in shops immediate payment was expected here's the money twenty cents he said producing the sum named pay at the desk as you go out said the waiter ben looked up and then for the first time noticed a man behind the counter in the front part of the room 
at the same time the waiter produced a green ticket bearing twenty cents printed on it ben now addressed himself with a hearty appetite to the dinner the plate was dingy and the meat neither very abundant nor very tender still it can hardly be expected that for fifteen cents a large plate of sirloin can be furnished ben was not in the mood to be critical at home he would have turned up his nose at such a repast but hunger is very well adapted to cure one of fastidiousness he ate rapidly and felt that he had seldom eaten anything so good he was sorry that there was no more bread the supply being exceedingly limited as for the coffee he was able to drink it though he did not enjoy it so well it tasted as if there was not more than a teaspoon of milk in the infusion while the flavor of the beverage differed strangely from the coffee he had been accustomed to get at home it isn't very good thought ben and he could not help wishing he had a cup of the good coffee his mother used to make at home have anything more asked the waiter coming up to the table ben looked over the bill of fare not that he expected to get anything for the two cents that still remained to him but because he wanted to notice the prices of different articles his eye rested rather longingly on apple dumplings he was very fond of this dish and his appetite was so far from being satisfied that he felt he could have easily disposed of a plate but the price was ten cents and of course it was entirely beyond his means nothing more he said and rose from his seat he went up to the counter and settled his bill and went out again into the street he felt more comfortable than he had done as one is very apt to feel after a good dinner and ben's dinner had been a good one his appetite making up for any deficiency in the quality where should he go now he was still tired and did not care to wander about the streets besides he had no particular place to go he therefore decided to walk back to the city hall park and sit down on one of the benches there would be something to see and he was interested in watching the street boys whose ranks he felt that he should very soon be compelled to join his prospects did not look particularly bright as he was not provided with means sufficient to pay for another meal but the time had not yet come to trouble himself about that when he got hungry again he would probably realize his position a little more keenly End of chapter 4